Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. The Barbecue Central Show is supported in part by these great sponsors. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and barbecue pits. Their website is thebbqguru.com. Also, Butcher Barbecue, maker of injections, rubs, and sauces. Their website is butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for anything in the barbecue and grilling industry to include world championship winning rubs. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cookshack, maker of pellet and electric cookers. You can visit them at cookshack.com. Also, Chops Power Injector System. Three different size injectors to choose from. Find out more at barbecuekansascity.com, and that's barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and versatile cookers out there on the market. Visit them at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Smithfield, the biggest name in pork, bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get Smoking with Smithfield and their grant program and committed cooks program. Learn more at smokingwithsmithfield.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the finest pellet cookers on the market. Their website, greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cooking Pellets, manufacturer of wood pellets to fire wood pellet cookers. Their website is cookingpellets.com. You can also purchase on Amazon.com as well. Hi, this is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. We are originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you should see fit to drop an email over to this show, I'm more than happy to not only receive it, but put it out over the airwaves should you see fit. And that email address is greg at com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 to 13 minutes from now, a guy who has been on the show a handful of times, small handful of times over the course or genesis of this show, originally he was the sales and marketing director for Traeger way, way back in the day, eventually left there, went over to Mac Grills, and that's where he is now. Also was a longtime syndicated barbecue and grilling radio host all along the Pacific Northwest, hosting Cooking Outdoors with Mr. Barbecue. I am, of course, talking about... 
none other than Bruce Bjorkman, Mr. Barbecue. A lot of cool things going on with the Mac pellet-style cookers. Of course, we all know here, fans of this show, that the pellet, uh, the pellet cooker market is continuing to expand, continuing to become more and more popular in the backyards, or just adding to the backyard arsenal. I have three pellet cookers. I love each and every one of them in specific ways. So I am certainly a fan. There's no doubt about that. And Bruce Bjorkman will be here to talk about the latest and greatest of Mac Rills out there available in the market today. And then at 9.35, we will be talking to now the reigning Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off Champion, Walt Moulton from Rocky Top Barbecue. Little less than two weeks ago, Walt went down to Lynchburg, Tennessee, had himself a great cook, and is now the world champion of barbecue and grilling. Or barbecue, as it relates to the Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue. That will wrap the first hour. Then we'll go to the second hour at 1014. We will be joined by the a longtime sponsor of this show, which I appreciate. But more importantly, the pitmaster of Big Papa Smokers and the creator of the King of the Smokers, Sterling Ball, will be joining us as well. So very much looking forward to the next 120 minutes or so as this show unfolds. Again, Bruce Bjorkman and Walt Moulton in the first hour and Sterling Ball in the second hour uh, with Sterling, of course, we'll be talking about a number of different barbecue, and live fire cooking items, not the least of which, of course, is his securement of a back-to-back California Barbecue Association's Team of the Year victory. So congratulations to Sterling. We'll talk about that as well as uh, what else has been going on with his 2017 competition, which again, by the way, don't let it fall underneath the radar because he's not cooking 50 times a year. He's had himself a great season yet again. So looking forward to that conversation as always. Again, email address, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. And I'm happy to get you up if you see fit to write in and talk to me about the show. Let me get that email out of here. Don't need that. All right, uh, let everybody know that the show is on. Hit them up on the Facebooks, the Twitter, the Pinterest, the Google+, Plus, all that good stuff. OutdoorCookingChannel.com is a video syndication partner of this show that will be ending at the end of the year. Of course, you can get the show at Facebook.com slash BBQ Central Show. That will probably be the main go-to here as the new year unfolds, although we still are looking at a YouTube possible going live to both avenues, depending on how things shake out. Or you can just forego all the video stuff if you want to and head on over to the audio Stream only, which can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. A lot of you have asked me over the past week or so. Uh, Of course, I was not in last week. We had Halloween. We had some issues here that uh, just weren't going to allow me to do a show and then do some other fatherly duties a week ago. But we're back and better than ever here right now. So within that last 10 days or so, a lot of you have asked me about the chat room. That will be going away at the first of the year. And will there be some kind of a gap fill? And to that, I say yes, to have some kind of gap fill in place. I have gone ahead and set up an account with Slack, like what some of you people do 
at work slack. And if you go to the Barbecue Central show or um, how about here's where you need to go to get on slack. Go to the BBQ Central show dot slack S-L-A-C-K dot com and you can sign up. It's free, by the way. You can sign up for an account there and then you would hit the live chat option. There's a number of different chat options or channels. There's specific verbiage that Slack people use. I'm still not there yet, but you can feel free at the turn of the year to head over there and I will monitor chat as best I can. Again, I'm not overly conflicted about not necessarily having a chat option because I don't usually read it too much because you can easily get lost. We've had this conversation before, so I'm not just like, you know, with video, I could definitely see doing away with the video feed, maybe still having it on Facebook, but having it just go back to an audio thing. Uh, Then, of course, that would be the second reason that I would go to YouTube as well, because that does have a live chat option. So and I believe the chat actually integrates with XSplit, which is the software program that I use to press out the live feeds. So. More on that to roll out, but in the meantime, you can go, and by meantime, I mean after the first of the year, you can go to thebbqcentralshow.slack.com, and you can monitor chat there. There are some announcements that are going to be going on there. We'll see how it works. I mean, it could be a good, as I say, gap fill, or we'll just eventually still go to Facebook, but for chat, we'll monitor on YouTube, all that good stuff. I also like Slack because it does give you different channels. So during off hours, you can go to, for instance, I could start a channel that says like guest questions. And at your convenience, you can go there and drop off a question you would like to have a potential guest get asked. And I'll mix those in. As I just mentioned a couple minutes ago, that's a place where I could go to just post announcements as they're coming in. So you can be up to date. So you might want to check that out. Facebook is actually supposed to be releasing their own video studio platform. I don't have access to that yet. I've had some people that are working behind the scenes with me put out feelers to certain top people at Facebook to see when I might be getting that option because I'm hopeful that there might be kind of an all-encompassing video platform there since I am going to Facebook Live through XSplit right now. That might include a chat room, but maybe it won't. But That it's kind of like huge news is because Facebook does not have that integrated going live studio platform like a Ustream or a Twit or for that matter, a YouTube that does have a studio platform built into it. So it's slowly rolling out. I don't know if any of you have accessibility to that right now or not. You have to kind of search around for it, but I do not. So more on that if I get it. And then as I have kind of been mentioning here over the last couple shows, I'm in the process of getting a new YouTube page put together, and then I will get it launched. Links will replace the old ones with the new ones, so you can just hit the particular link and away you go. You might also notice that if you go to the main website, the bbqcentralshow.com, the very top looks a little bit different. We have some new show buttons. We have a couple in the stable right now that are not being released because they're technically not active yet, specifically the YouTube page. So look for those new buttons instead of that big red one that was at the top that was just getting the audio stream. You can now link right to the Facebook Live video. You can also link right to the live audio only. 
And again, as we continue to grow in places that we're broadcasting to, buttons will be introduced right at the top. Very clean, very easy to hit. Click on them and away you go. And I would like to thank uh, A, Matt Frampton for instituting those. And a shout out to my sister, Kate, for making those buttons. For as much as I do know about technology, I can't make everything. So I appreciate their help. Thanks again to Matt and Kate. And again, also at the beginning of the year, I'll be releasing a Best of the Barbecue Central Show supplement in the podcast feed. So I'll have a segment coming up with John Solberg here shortly so we can kind of go through all of that. But uh, before we get to Matt Grills and Bruce Bjorkman, I want to talk to you about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking products and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been pitmaster approved by Sterling Ball, Big Papa Smoker himself. From award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grills, smokers, and drums, Big Papa Smokers has something that can make every outdoor cook a little or a lot a bit better. Whether you're in the backyard or you're on a competition circuit, Big Papa's has something just for you. Well-known for the popular seasonings like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, and Cash Cow, they also combine forces with Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what is now known as the West Coast Offense. Hey, aside from those rubs, Big Papa's is the owner of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everyone? Granny's traditional yet powerful flavor that reminds us of why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Head on over to BigPapaSmokers.com to order yours. And aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces, they also have really cool grills and cookers. You're looking for a versatile smoker easy to use that we'll talk about next segment? The Mac 2 Star General is the one you might want to be looking at. If you're not a pellet cooker fan, you can look at the Old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on its competition barbecue trailer. If you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast like me, and you're looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill from Texas just might be what you're looking for. They're built like tanks, according to Big Papa himself. If you don't know what grill you need, you can't go wrong with anything that's featured at BigPapaSmokers.com. They come in every shape and size for the backyard cook and the competition person. It's clear that Big Papa Smokers is the place to go for all things barbecue. Every product featured on their website has been hand-selected to help you barbecue better. Check them out at 877-828-0727 or shop on their website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, Smokers, that's plural, dot com. All right, Bruce Bjorkman from Mac Grills coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. The 2018 grant program from Smithfield is officially closed. I told you it was going to be popular. Over 250 applications were taken in during the opening. 
Another huge response. More to come on that as it is released. However, I can tell you this, the 2018 Committed Cooks program will be ready to jump with info here in the next couple weeks. So keep hitting the website, smokingwithsmithfield.com, to get in on that. Again, that's smokingwithsmithfield.com. My first guest tonight, sales and marketing director for Mac Grills. He was also a longtime host of Cooking Outdoors with Mr. Barbecue, which aired up and down radio stations in the Pacific Northwest. Here to talk about the Mac Grill and some other barbecue items. None other than Mr. Barbecue himself, Bruce Bjorkman, joining me. Bruce, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Greg. How are you doing? I'm absolutely fabulous, Bruce. Appreciate you asking, and uh, more importantly, making time for the show this evening. So, uh, I guess before we get into the Max inners and outers, you know, Mac really leading the way as it relates to that higher end of pellet cooker offerings in the market. And we'll get into that Mac stuff here in just a second. But let's take a stroll sure. back down memory lane just for a second, Bruce, as many folks probably know. <laughs> yeah, right. Hold on. Uh, you spent a lot of time at Traeger back in the day. Not the one we kind I of did. know now, but, you know, that original right. Traeger look and feel. Fast forward to yep. where we are today. From a pellet cooker standpoint, are you surprised at where the industry is right now? Or did you think there would have been more market penetration by all manufacturers at this point? Um, I think the thing I'm most surprised about, I think, is just the proliferation of the many different brands of pellet grills that are now being sold in North America. Um, At last count, um, was about 40. And um, I saw Joe Traeger Friday at a not very good event. We buried Randy Traeger last Friday. Oh, dear. He passed away, a, a, well, it'll be two weeks ago this upcoming Sunday, uh, of complications from a liver transplant, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, Joe and I were talking about the fact that, that how much the pellet grill industry has grown since they first introduced the pellet grill back in 1986. And he was telling me that, uh, from what he's heard, Traeger Pellet Grills this year will do about $600 million in sales. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, the, the brand and the name uh, continues to grow out there as it relates to Traeger. And there was, I think, uh, a, sure. a middle section of that whole lifespan that was a little shaky. But whoever's in charge of it now really seems to be trying to bring it back to that uh, touch, feel, look good Traeger that was originally put out of the market. Do you kind of feel the same way about that? I think they're doing a really good job of marketing. I mean, from what I understand, they have about a $10 million marketing slash advertising budget, and they've definitely been <laughs> spending that money. But, you know, here's the here's the great thing. I mean, you know, people ask me because of my long tenure with Traeger, you know, well, don't you get kind of pissed off because, you know, they're they're doing so well? It's like, no, because I truly believe that a good percentage of those people that come into the pellet grill market, whether through Traeger or through Green Mountain or through Louisiana, that a good percentage of those folks will eventually become Mac grill owners. It's just evolutionary. I mean, think about the first car that you ever owned or the first car I ever owned. And I, and I think, you know, we bought a used vehicle and uh, scraped together what money we had to get our first car. And then we 
began to evolve and purchased better vehicles and maybe used one or new ones, excuse me, as we grew and matured and our income grew. So we basically stepped ourselves up in the class of automobile we owned. And I, I think the same thing's true in the grill world as well. Bruce Bjorkman, Director of Sales and Marketing at Mac Grills, joining me here on the show. MacGrills.com, M-A-K, MacGrills.com, if you want to check it out here while we're talking. Bruce, I, I guess to dive in a little further on that, as it relates to different manufacturers in the market, does Mac keep extensive tabs on everybody else that is making pellet cookers, or do you just worry about what you guys are worrying? And re- uh, Do you guys just worry about what you're doing and then figure that there's so much penetration left and so much kind of market for everybody. You stay in your lane, everybody else might be staying in their lane, and that's all you're really concerned with. Well, I don't know what you would classify as extensive. I mean, you know, definitely you want to be aware of what's going on, not only in just our segment or category of the barbecue industry, but you also want to be aware of what's going on in the barbecue industry overall. So, yeah, we do pay attention to what's happening. Do we do we spend hours and hours and hours doing that? No, um, because we are always looking for ways to improve what we manufacture and to bring new innovation to the pellet grill category. We're working on things right now that, Greg, when they're launched, when they're released, going to blow everybody's mind, and, and you can take that to the bank. Bruce, for the, interest on it. for the folks who maybe aren't aware or overly aware of Mac Pellet Grills or they're just tuning into the show for the first time, can you give me that little uh, elevator pitch of the company and, I guess more importantly, what you sure. think sets Mac apart from some of those other offerings in the market? Sure. Um, well, let's hope, let's hope that the uh, skyscraper is pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we have a long elevator ride. But uh, Mac Grills is a Dallas, Oregon-based company. One of the most important foundations of our company is keeping American manufacturing jobs viable. And that's why we're proud to be American-made. We do everything we can to buy locally, regionally, nationally, USA-made product and components and all that go into our grills. And every Mac grill is manufactured. If you drilled a hole in my wall, took a sawzall and cut a hole in the wall in my office, you look right into the plant where they're manufactured right behind my office in Dallas, Oregon. The the thing about Mac, and, and I would tell you this is a long, long time pellet grill owner. I began cooking on pellet grills in 1991. And the thing that blows my mind continuously is the amount of innovation that Mac has brought to the marketplace. I mean, long before I joined them, they had already brought some significant new features to the pellet grill market. The pellet hopper dump door. I mean, what an easy thing to put on a grill, but yet nobody was doing it until Mac showed up and did it. The Flame Zone direct grilling area. We were the very first pellet grill company to offer that. Um, The programmable meat probes on our pellet box with, with like over 20 different features was again the most, and is continuing to be the most innovative, feature rich, digital controller of any of the grill companies out there. So uh, in, 19, in, in 2013, we introduced Wi-Fi. We were the very first pioneers of the Wi-Fi control in grills. So if anything separates Mac from all the other grill companies out there, whether they're pellet, gas, or charcoal, or stick burner, it's innovation and bringing new exciting things to the barbecue industry and pellet grills specifically. 
Bruce, I think a lot of people might stereotypically get in their heads that for a company to be successful or continue to grow, you have to continually expand whatever is currently offered in your products offering portfolio with more and more and more items. What is Max thought on models that you offer? And I guess specifically, how many models are you guys currently offering to date? We've got three models at this point. Our one star, which is our uh, entry level pellet grill at $1,700. Our two star, which is our most popular and uh, best selling model, which is also our flagship model that we introduced back in 2009. Uh, that's $2,700. And then for people that are basically building outdoor kitchens or their caterers or small restaurants, we have our Mac 3 star, which is all. 304 stainless steel, and uh, that's uh, the retail price on that is uh, $6,500. And that's so, and that's going more in a new product. That that it's going more of in a in a built-in kitchen type of atmosphere, or is it a freestander right. as well? Right, and now exactly outdoor okay. kitchen. There's also an optional roll-around cart that you can purchase. So if you're a competition barbecuer or you're a, a caterer that does relatively medium-sized events. Uh, you definitely, it would be a great product to have. And like I said, all 304 stainless steel. So it's, you know, built for longevity and hard work and, you know, give you great quality food every time you turn that thing on. I think it's safe to say, Bruce, that as you peruse where price uh, price points are within the pellet cooker market, there's few that are kind of, you know, within this realm. So let's be fair. Right. Uh, let's recognize the fact that 1700 for a base model is a little expensive and it kind of goes up from there, but there has to be some features and benefits to go along with that. If it was just the same and that kind of price, you guys are probably getting away with it a little longer than everybody else. So what, what other features and benefits come along with the one star, the two star, the three star, if you're looking at these kind of cookers? Well, let's, let's talk about, you know, a, how they're manufactured, and B, what they're manufactured from. And, and one of the most important things, and again, I said it earlier, is we're proud to be American-made. The steel that goes into a Mac grill is not foreign steel. It's American-made steel. And it is going to be more expensive because of the unionization of steel workers in America yep. as compared to government-subsidized steel manufacturing overseas. So that, that's an important consideration. The other thing is, is all the hardware stainless steel hardware, including the rivets that go into our grills. Those aren't inexpensive items. They're expensive items. And so, you know, everything that goes into our grill is high caliber, high class, industrial quality for longevity. You're only going to buy a Mac grill one time. So is it expensive? Yeah. But you know what? We also pay our employees a decent living wage so that they don't have to go and live on government-subsidized programs. And I think that's an important aspect as well, you know. So when you buy a Mac grill, you're getting a product that's going to last. You're getting a product that's precision-made. I mean, if you take our grills and you measure the tolerance from end to end, there's only 10 one-thousandths of an inch variation from one end to the other on a Mac grill. That's awesome precision, man. Uh, but the other thing on top of that is the fact of 
like I said, the Pellet Boss controller with all the different functions. You can program up to three meat probes to alarm at different temperatures. You've got a countdown timer if you want to cook by time. You've got an elapsed timer to keep track of how long your meat's been on or how long you've been smoking or whatever. Three programmable uh, customized cooking programs that you can set up to change temperature based on either time or meat probe temp and make five different temperature changes inside each one of those programs. Um, the ash cleanout that we've got, the uh, uh, removable fire pot, the pellet hopper dump doors, all those things are part and parcel to a Mac grill. And it's been interesting to see. And, and, and Greg, one of the things that really, I think, probably hurts my heart more than anything else is the lack of innovation that's going on in the pellet grill category. Mm -hmm. It seems like everybody is copying one or two people and that's it. And, and it's like, come on, this is America. Let's put on our thinking caps and let's push the envelope when it comes to technology and innovation and, you know, continue to move forward with what I think is one of the best ways to cook outdoors. So aside from the controller and how it's put together, and as you were talking about, let's be innovative, let's continue to push that envelope, what's Mac doing to help further that cause? Well, we're working on all kinds of different projects. I can't talk about them at this point because we're still under development. One thing I do need to mention, though, is that last year we introduced a feature on pellet grills, that abs our pellet grills, that absolutely set a new standard, and that is the all of our grills are equipped with a ceramic igniter mm. with a lifetime warranty. And this ceramic igniter is basically rated for 90,000 on-off cycles. Wow. So if you took 90,000 and you divided that by 365 days a year, you're talking over 240 years <laughs> of potential lifespan. Wow. And the great thing is because it's ceramic, it's not going to corrode and it's not going to short out and it goes from zero to 2,012 degrees in 10 seconds. So when you turn on your Mac grill, you'll start seeing smoke coming out of the fire pot in about 30 to 45 seconds, full raging fire in three minutes. Wow. And you don't ever have to worry about that igniter going out. I mean, you've got such a great level of confidence knowing that I can go out, turn on my Mac, and it's going to start because of this flash fire ceramic igniter. How quick can you get up to a 350, 375 degree cook temp if you want to from start? I can go from zero to 450 in between 17 and 20 minutes. Wow. Now, yeah. you know, for the, in the world of pellet cookers, that's pretty quick. Yes, it is. Yeah. We're not trying to be a gas grill. You know, gas grills are meant for really one thing, and that's to cook food hot and fast. Mm -hmm. This is a pellet grill. And I think that, you know, 17 to 21 minutes is a, is a pretty doggone great startup factor, especially with our new Flame Zone system that we introduced this year on the two-star. It used to be that to go from zero to 450, you were looking at probably 30, maybe up to 45 minutes. With this new system, it's virtually cut that in half. From a I-want-to-buy-one standpoint, are there brick-and-mortar dealers? Is it all done online? What's the thought process there? In May of this year, we uh, basically eliminated our retail dealers and went factory direct, consumer direct. And we do have one Internet dealer, that's BigPapaSmokers.com, or you can buy directly from MacGrills.com as well, 
or even pick up the phone and give us a call and buy over the phone. So we just felt that, you know, in order to sustain our business and grow our business, it would, the best thing for us was to basically sell direct. Do you worry because you you aren't – it's probably a longer question than I, I want it to be, but just from a consumer's standpoint, you have pellet cookers. They are kind of newer to the market. For us that are aware of how easy they are to use, it is not many different steps in order to get where you want to be going. However, you know the consuming public is always kind of lowest common denominator. So do you worry that since you aren't training a dealer who will then train a potential customer that you are able to do that effectively through uh, what I'm guessing is either social media or YouTube videos and, of course, calling in and talking to somebody at Mac to lead them through any potential issues? Exactly. And and we have a full-time service person by the name of Dennis Hogg, and that's basically what his job is, is he works full-time at providing support and service. We do have YouTube videos. Uh, we're in the process of working on getting those updated. Uh, but you, online stuff, you know, we've got a great community on Facebook. We have two Facebook uh, pages, Mac Grill Fans and then Mac Grills, the company page. So you've got a whole variety of different places to go to learn more. And, you know, you can email us or pick us pick up the phone and give us a call. And we'll take all the time we need, you know, with you to help you. Um, it's been interesting that, you know, the grill is pretty doggone intuitive. And, and our manuals are – we get a lot of compliments from people about, you know, how well-written our manuals are and easy to follow and the instructions on operating the pellet boss and all. It's not a difficult thing, and, and if I, I tell people, listen, if I can do it, you can do it, because in my house, right now in my hall closet, our toolbox has got a padlock, a combination <laughs> padlock on it, and only my wife knows the combination. So, <laughs> so here's a guy that's, you know, I'm Mr. Unhandyman, and if I can go into our grill and operate it and replace things if I need to, if I can do it, you can do it. Anybody can do it. Bruce, one last question. I appreciate the time this evening. You know, you, sure. you did the radio show for, you know, maybe 10 years or so. You've seen a lot of 15, stuff. 15, man. 15 years. Sorry yeah. about that. Um, That's right. You, you know, you uh, competition barbecue judge. Uh, you've seen a lot of cooking. What are some of the, the biggest trends that you've seen come and go in your time in the industry? Oh, boy. You know, I think the thing that really surprises me is the continued expansion of the the joy of barbecue and just how it continues to grow year after year after year the popularity of barbecuing grilling and smoking it's not it's unending and and it really continues to just expand every single year so i think that's one thing the other aspect is is competition barbecuing geez when i was doing competition barbecuing in the early 90s Competition, competitions were few and far between, especially here in the Northwest. Today, holy cremoli, I think there's probably a good 20 comps per weekend almost every month of the year. So that's been really surprising. And then just the number of cookers, the cooking devices that have come onto the marketplace since the early 90s has just been unreal. And these new uh, devices that guys are using with their charcoal grills and their water smokers and their Kamados with the fan systems and all, that's been very interesting to see that develop as well. 
Bruce Bjorkman is the Director of Sales and Marketing at Mac Grills. Again, the website, macgrills.com. If you have any questions, he will be there to answer along with Dennis as well. Bill, uh, Bruce, yep. really appreciate the time so much, my friend, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Greg, thank you so much for the opportunity to come on uh, your show and continue. Hey, man, and continued success to you, and congratulations on just how your show continues to grow. I appreciate it, Bruce. Thanks so much. Thanks, Greg. There he is. That is Bruce Bjorkman from All guests on the Barbecue Central right. Show appear via the Not Smithfield Hotline. And that's very nice of him to say about my show. Somebody who did a show for 15 years on what some would consider the real radio. (laughs) Times change, right? So I appreciate the kind words there. MacGrills.com, the website, if you want to check it out. All right, we got Walt Moulton coming up out of the break. I'm going to talk to you quickly about Cook Shack a manufacturer of smoker ovens for barbecue and grilling lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility. Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job, and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, Smoke and Grilling 101s in a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com. Or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion. Who, by the way, is getting ready to race in the desert? Of course, I'm talking about Ed Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC 100 and PG 1000, always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker and grill, low and slow, hot and fast. Pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in that industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing, with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800 423 0698. That's 800 423 0698 or visit the website cookshack.com. The Jack Daniels 2017 Grand Champ out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James of Barbecue Talk, Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the Bet Pels cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. Medium size, yes, they got you covered there too. How about tailgate size? We are now drawing to the close of tailgate season. They got you covered there too. You can also get wood pellets to fire those cookers. Check out GreenMountainGrills.com. I love my Green Mountain Grill. You can love yours as well. You just visit the website, GreenMountainGrills.com. How about that? Absolutely. 
All right. Thanks again to Bruce Bjorkman from Mac Grills joining me last segment. My next guest is now the reigning Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champ. Here to recap the win, talk about their 2017 barbecue season, and a look ahead potentially to the king of the smoker is the pitmaster of Rocky Top Barbecue. First time to the show, Walt Moulton joins me. Walt, how are you, buddy? Hello. Hey, Walt. You got me, buddy? Uh, Hello? Are you on? I'm on. Are you on? Yeah, I'm here you now. All right, here we go. Sorry about that. I had you muted. All right, Walt, so uh, before we get into the Jack Daniels recap, uh, maybe a little bit more about your background, how long you've been competing, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, we've been competing uh, about eight years. The first year or two, we was uh, not too serious, a lot of partying, and uh, we kind of kind of got serious after uh, my wife come along and kind of got me straightened out and got me on the right path. <laughs> you were having too much fun, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, and she come along and, <laughs> and we was, uh, she thought we was going to do this, we need to uh, maybe try to win or do something a little bit better than party, so that's what we, we kind of turned it around and just kept it getting better each year. How long ago was that? Uh, we've been cooking about eight years. Me and her has been cooking about six, six and a half years together. How do you get introduced to competition barbecue? Do you have friends that were in it? I mean, obviously, being from well, North Carolina. Well, the way I, the way I got into it was, uh, we just uh, always had a lot of parties at the house, and people come over, and I just got to cooking in my backyard, you know, just to. An old, old offset smoker, you know, you buy Lowe's or Home Depot, just all the time of cook and stuff, you know, and, and they had a competition close to where I lived, and uh, me and a bunch of buddies thought, well, you know, we really knew how to cook, so we thought we'd go up there and, uh, and go up there and try it. That's really how I got started. It just kind of escalated from there. What are you cooking on right now, pit-wise? Uh, jambo. Is it all KCBS stuff for you, or do you kind of mix around different sanctioning bodies? Uh, it, it, it's strictly KCBS for me. Now, uh, to be clear, though, I mean, because you're kind of in that uh, one of those meccas of barbecue, obviously the Carolinas, uh, certainly known, Texas, Kansas City, uh, Memphis, all that good stuff. Uh, so there's other sanctioning bodies around you. Is that anything you've ever uh, toyed around with or thought about doing outside of KCBS or not real? No, not really. Just uh, I don't know. Just I just like the KCBS. You know, there's a lot around us, so you know that's just kind of where I started out, and that's just kind of where what we follow. Walt Moulton joining me here on the show, Pitmaster Rocky Top Barbecue. All right, Walt. So let's go ahead and take a look back at the magical weekend of the Jack Daniels. First and foremost, I guess, how do you qualify to uh, go ahead and cook that? Uh, we went to West Virginia. And uh, we was fortunate enough to uh, to win grand up there, so that was auto to the jack, and uh, that's how we got in this year. Have you been down before? Uh, yes, we was down in uh, in uh, fifteen. We was down uh, first time I've ever been there was two thousand fifteen, and uh, 
didn't fire too well. Of course, they did. You know, it's a new experience. He was wanting to experience everything, and I was, you know, this year I just laid back and, and you know, I knew what to expect, and uh, just kind of went from there. That first time down, do you kind of have that self-struggle with, hey, we want to go and really take it all in because there is no guarantee unless you're able to win a an automatic qualifier each and every year, which is probably a little unrealistic to think you can bank on that every year, or do that seven right, within right. a certain amount of time frame, which again uh, could be potentially a little unrealistic. So you get down there two right. years ago, are you trying to figure out how much fun you can have while also making sure you're dialed back and looking at the cook in order to give yourself the best shot at winning? Are you, is, is there a battle there that you're fighting with yourself? Yeah, kind of. We, uh, you know, the first year I went down, I wanted to go through the distillery, and uh, we went over there on Friday, and I ended up backing out because my wife and mom and everybody went. I'm like, like we have so many people there, and we had to stay in line. I said, you know, I've got <laughs> stuff I need to be able to do, and I, you know, I, I'm not going to worry about the distillery, but so I didn't do it. You know, I went tight, wanting to make sure everything was just perfect and have a good cook. Well, this year I went down there and I went through the distillery and just. A lot more relaxed, you know. So from a high level, Walt, how does the cook go for you over the course of the weekend? Uh, it went real well, you know. We, uh, uh, we, uh, you know, we started pulling our food off and pulling our chicken off and boxing it up and tasting it. And, and we'll go back the... I think about 11 o'clock it went to raining. It was about 39 degrees, and I think we got almost two inches of rain from uh, 11 to 6 that morning. Wow. And and 3 o'clock is when I start, when I light my pit. So, you know, we had to fight the, the rain and all that, which, you know, cooking on Jambo, it, it really don't affect it any. So it really wasn't too big of a deal for us. Uh, but, you know, going back and fighting all that, it was muddy and and. Uh, we had a good cook, you know. We started tasting the food, and, and uh, we liked her chick. We liked everything we cooked that day. And, and I told my wife, I said, you know, it's just kind of a crapshoot down here because you don't never know what you're going to get. I mean, you got a lot of celebrity judges, and you know, it's just a a lot of good teams and a lot of and a lot of teams. And uh, and I told her, I said, I like to have this food at any contest we cook this year because it, we had good food. You know, a lot of the times you hear pitmasters say how good their food is, and inevitably it turns out to be exactly the opposite once their judges well, get their hands on it, of course. So were you surprised well, to see it not to kind of work well, out in your favor? That, yeah, that's what we were talking about, you know. I said, you know, we got good food, but, you know, when you like something, uh, it's usually the opposite of what happens if it's and, you know, I, t- I, we, I thought we cooked everything the best we could, and the tenderness was, was spot on, and... Uh, you know, I mean, we could have been very easily been, you know, in the middle of the pack, or you, you know, you just don't never know. And uh, this time it worked for us. Uh, uh, you know, we was we was fortunate that it, the ball uh, fell our way. You know. Well, I've talked to pitmasters over the years of doing the show, and we talk about leading into the jack, especially guys that might be kind of in the middle of the country or even poking out a little further west. They tell me almost to a man or a woman that, especially when it comes to certain items, uh, potentially brisket or some of these other things, that they will kind of deviate from what their normal program is because once they get kind of south and east, 
they feel, and of course, there is that uh, disparage or that uh, discrepancy in experience from the judges' palate. Some people are getting sworn in overnight. Then you have some master judges and everything in between that they feel like they have to change it up a little bit. Do you stay with the flavor profile to get you there, or do you make changes? I, I, I haven't never made changes. I've oh. cooked in the West Virginia. I've cooked in West Virginia. I've cooked Bainbridge, Georgia. I've been to the Sam's Club in Mill, Arkansas, uh, Tennessee, North Carolina. Uh, my, my stuff stays the same every week. I, I don't. I, I do not change nothing. Uh, I know people do that, and you know. Man told me, you know, a Big Mac tastes like a Big Mac in uh, California as it does anywhere in the country, you know. So if you got good barbecue, you know, more likely it's going to work. You got you got to find that middle of the road, I think that that appeals to everybody. Uh, and that's the hardest thing to do is is get something that's not offensive to nobody. I mean, you you want them to not be able to find nothing wrong with it. Well, as uh, the overall awards are being called out, when you get to Reserve Grand Champion, you don't hear your name called. Do you think that you have a shot at it, or do you think that you're out of it altogether? Well, you know, there I have three calls, and you know they're calling overall, and they get down to I think the eighth place team. Uh, I think they was eighth with a seven hundred score with no calls, <laughs> and so when when that happened, it kind of got me uh, thinking. You know, we've had three calls, and they've had no calls that have a that have a seven hundred. I said, you know, we we could be in. You know, we can have a top five finish, maybe. Uh, and you know, they're calling on down, and I thought that I had a shot maybe at third or reserve. And when they called Smoking Hogs for third, because I thought they probably was going to win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, not knowing where my ribs were at, I, I, my ribs were being strong this year. And, uh, you know, they called, they called Smoking Hogs for, I think, third. And then I thought, well, maybe, you know, I've got reserved. Because the new American Dream had a good cook, too, you know, so... But they called him for a reserve, and I looked at my wife. I said, you know, we may have just won a jack. It just depends on <laughs> where our ribs are at. I mean, we could have had a 90-place 90, a rib and just took us plum out, you know. You, yep. And everybody's looking at me saying, oh, you won it. And I mean, I said, you know, you don't never know until until they call your name. I mean, uh, there's, there's nothing for certain. So when you get the call as overall grand champ, like, what are some of those initial emotions that are washing over you? I mean, you're obviously there with your uh, your kid, your wife. Uh, how how is that for you? Yeah. Well, it was. I guess when it when it first happened, you really don't. You know, you you really don't really think about it. It's just you know you're going up there on stage, and I mean, there's music and there's people everywhere and they're taking pictures, and you just can't. You know, you you know you want it, but it's just kind of one of them. Uh, it's just one of them feelings that you just uh, you really don't sink in until after it's over with. You know, we just uh, it's just pretty chaotic and just uh, just couldn't believe it. You know, does this easily qualify as the biggest win of your competition career? Yes, yes. I mean, I think if you win the Jack, I mean, it, you know, it's one of the most sought after 
contest people try to get to and, and to get to it and then to win it, you know, it's just, you know, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big win. Aside from the nice check and the eternal bragging rights and all that good stuff, you do automatically get to go back and defend next year. Uh, we can lock you in for that right now, correct? Yeah, yes, correct. Yes, we get to uh, we get another auto entry again next year. So we're, we're already looking forward to going. Well, there's a lot of talk about which contest is kind of that most prestigious to win. You have an American Royal Invitational, obviously the Jack, which you just won. Of course, there's that Sam's Club National Championship, King of the Smoker. Now you have World Food Championship also coming into that conversation as well. Do you have any thoughts on which one you would rather win? I mean, obviously you've won the Jack, right? So uh, easy, easiest right. one to knock off. But if you didn't win any of them, do you have thoughts on which one you think is the most prestigious? Well, I mean, they're all pretty prestigious. I mean, uh, you know, with a jack, you get to be crowned as a world champion, you know, and, you know, that's that's pretty prestigious. And, you know, you, the king or smoker is pretty big because, you know, you've got some of the, the best cooks in the country. And, uh, and then you got the, the the royal, which, you know, is another big one. And, uh, and then you got the Sam's Club at the... We was fortunate to go to the Sam's Club this year. We we reserved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we was like one one hundredth of a point of winning it, and uh, you know, so we we had a big uh, we had a big month right there in October. Uh, but you know, they're they're all big prestigious contests. You know, I don't know if you could single one out or not. There was a top forty third finisher that was the international team. There was. One year that, uh, technically speaking, a team by the name of Mad Cow won it, uh, and they were from England. And that was a different time. I think it was like 2004. There was a little controversy over that whole win and stuff. But you see more and more international teams coming into the Jack. You see them taking on that southern barbecue or the American-style barbecue, as you guys know it, weekend in, weekend out. Do you foresee a time when an international team is going to be vying for that title in a legitimate way? Well, I mean, not really. I mean, not to take nothing away from them about, you know, their cooking skills and, and all that. It, I think it's just hard. You know, most of them come over here and they're cooking on different equipment, different wood, different... I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to go out of your element and cook. I know if I had to go somewhere and cook on a different smoker or something I wasn't used to, you know, it's just, it's hard to make up that ground. Uh, not to say it can't be done, but they're already at a disadvantage with uh, with all the uh, with equipment, you know, the lack of equipment, you know. So, Walt Moulton is the pit master of Rocky Top Barbecue and is your 2017 Jack Daniels Barbecue World Champion. That feels cool to say. Uh, Walt, really appreciate the time tonight. Again, congratulations on the big win. Thanks so much for doing it. All right. Thank you. You got it. There he is. Walt Moulton, world champion. Walt Moulton, by the way, if you need him. And he will have that title as he goes back next year to defend. That's the benefit of winning the Jack. He automatically, if you win it once, you get to do it twice. So that'll be his third time now.
Maybe next time he will go down with a barbecue guru. Yeah, baby. You're looking to turn up the heat on your barbecue skills this summer? If so, you're going to need to get your hands on the most advanced ceramic cooker and high-tech barbecue accessory to hit the market this season. We're talking about the all-new Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition and CyberQ Cloud Controller. Just launched by the Barbecue Guru earlier this year, the world's first temperature-controlled ceramic smoker and grill with a built-in power draft fan. It's going to give you the easiest and most successful barbecue experience to date. These must-have new products will make barbecuing easier than ever before and will be your new secret weapon for cooking delicious barbecue each and every time. Ready to buy? Of course. Head on over to bbqguru.com and grab them up while they last. If you have any questions about what to order, please call them 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU or visit the website bbqguru.com. Again, if you already have a Barbecue Guru Pitmaster control device, any controller, you don't need to buy anything else. If you buy the Monolith Grill, it already has the fan built right in. You don't need to worry about putting in on any adapters or anything at the bottom vent. This thing is all ready to go. All you have to do is hook up your controller and you're ready to go. Again, if you want the most techie controller out there right now, CyberQ Cloud. Come on now. BBQGuru.com, the website 800-288-GURU. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Walt Moulton from Rocky Top Barbecue for joining me this past segment. Talking about his big win at. Uh, was a little less than two weeks ago, right? A little more than a week ago. The 2017 Jack Daniels email from Allen. Subject line, Mac Grill quality. Greg, as a one-star owner, I can say the quality that Mac makes an impression right away. Just walking up to the Mac Grill is a different experience than what people are used to. Best controller on the market. It can cook for you. Makes wonderful food. That's Alan weighing in on the Mac Grill. So appreciate that. From a Mac Grill owner, unsolicited. Thank you. I thought that I think is was Mac the innovator of the open portion? Is that what Bruce said? Because I know Fast Eddie when he was making his PG grills, that was one of the things that he was totally interested in doing, making sure you could go over the fire pot. And the Fast Eddie pellet grill line, Bruce was saying it was like 20 minutes to get up to uh, from start to 450 was like 
17 to 20 minutes. I think the PG-1000 is is faster than that. Like, to see temperature changes in that pellet cooker is kind of amazing. If you have the chance to see one operate in person, I would suggest checking out the PG. It's pretty real. It's, it's, It's really cool. I've seen, I think I saw one of the original ones when I was out in Oklahoma at a barbecue contest many years ago. What is now many years ago? Wow, that's sad. Didn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was many years ago. So anyway, that's your 2017 world champion at the Jack Daniels. And as he said, biggest win of Rocky Top career. Guaranteed that they will be back defending next year, so that's good. Has there ever been a champion that has decided to not go back the next year in order to defend? That is a great question. We'll have to dig into that and see. At least not by choice. Maybe an emergency has prevented somebody, but you know this far in advance that you're going to be going to the Jack next year. You're probably making plans to do that unless something earth-shattering and foundation-breaking occurs that just doesn't allow you to do it. Who knows? All right, we're going to reload for the second hour. Got a big one coming up for you for those two interview segments. If you want to hit me up, more than happy to hear from you. The email is greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Very easy. I will get you on the air if you want to get on the air. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. Jenny Bell from Clarington, Ohio, and I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate fifty before we nursed. Oh listen, Laverne, it's shit beef. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Here we go. Congratulations, you. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about barbecue and grilling right here each and every week, at least 50 times a year. Every once in a while, you miss me, like last week. I'm sure the most fastidious of barbecue central show fans will tell me the last time i missed before last but i'm usually good for about 50 shows a week or so maybe more we've done it before we might do it again 
Still to come on this here show this evening, Sterling Ball from Big Papa Smokers. We're going to be talking about his back-to-back California Barbecue Association Championship Awards. We're going to be talking about King of the Smoker. If you are pissed because you have not been invited to King of the Smoker, we will talk about how you can put yourself in a good position during next season to get that invite to King of the Smoker because, as everybody is well aware, it's really one of the most positively talked about competitions that happen over the last, I think this is the sixth year, or maybe it's been, this is the seventh, sixth or seventh year, I forget which one it is, but it is always given glowing reviews because of how it's run, because of all of the cook's needs that are met with what seems to be like ESP type precision. So we'll talk to him about that and how a team gets picked and uh, perhaps more importantly, how a list is generated and what are the perceptions of how a list is generated? What is the reality? And then we'll talk about some other hot barbecue topics. Sterling, of course, a huge proponent of trying to bring down the cost of competing and, of course, being more accessible to a general public. So we'll talk about how we can continue to grow the sport of competition barbecue, even though there appears to be powers that be that uh, don't realize that they might be stifling its very growth. So Sterling Ball coming up next segment and the segment after that. We just talked to the grand champion of the Jack Daniels World Barbecue Cook-Off. If you didn't get the top 10 results from whence it happened, allow me to regale you with those right now. As we all know, winning with a 708 Rocky Top Barbecue. We just talked. I'm counting on uh, this hand how many plus 700s or uh, 700s or plus. Reserve grand champion. Walt made a mention of that during his segment. Uh, David and Christine Qualls, the American Dream Barbecue Team, 707.9. Wow. Third place, Smokin' Hogs Barbecue with a 707.4. Fourth place, kind of competition legend, Parrothead Smokers, John Nilgis with a 704 flat. Wow. Fifth place, Brad Leininger getting basted with a 703.4. Sixth place, Justin McGlawn, Lucky's Q with a 702.8. R Butts are smoking seventh place with a 702.2. Eighth place, Drilling and Grilling Barbecue Team with a 700.5. Top eight spots. 700 plus. There was an eight point spread between one and eight. And eight place had 700.5 points. <laughs> Tenth place, Big Bob Gibson's barbecue with a lowly 698 <laughs> <point>. <laughs> Holy moly. Can you imagine? In this day and age, scoring a six nine I'm sorry, wait, did I totally blow past my my tallest man in the world? I'm sorry, that's my bad. Ninth place shake and bake barbecue with a six ninety eight point eight four five six. 
So this uh, this goes, uh, a, I guess, a tie for ninth place. Eh. Shake and Bake and Big Bob Gibson's both finished with the same score, 698.8456. So there was some type of a tie break there that made Chris Lilly 10th place instead of 9th place and Tim 9th place instead of 10th place. Nevertheless, let me get back to my main point. Did you ever think that in this day and age, a 698.8 is going to get you 10th place? Get that 698, take that back home. You can't sniff the top five with that, chump. Wow. There's your level of cooking there. Huh? 708 wins it. 698, 10th place. Huh? Folks, if you don't know scores, 698 wins pretty much most of the competitions each and every weekend. I will be the first to admit, as you follow the scores like I do, maybe you don't necessarily understand the score, but as you follow the scores like I do, you see more and more 700-plus finishes, but not eight in a field. I mean, that is tremendous. If you didn't know, the World Food Championships start this very evening. They run through Sunday the 12th. And remember, the final table will be taking place sometime in April of next year. I just touched base with top men at World Food Championships. There is no current firm date set for the final table. Now, the winner of the overall final table that takes place in April wins. How much did you say? $50,000? No. No, no. $75,000? No. Winner gets $100,000. Holy moly. As uh, final table info is passed down to this show, I will make that available through social media channels. Or if it's released to me while this show is live on air, I will, of course, release it to you as I get it with breaking news. And this is why I start to lump in World Food Championship on the barbecue side with one of the more prestigious events to win during the course of the year. Because there is a $100,000 payout if you can make it to the final table and you can win it. Remember. It's not just barbecue that you're going up against. You're going up against dessert and sandwich and burger and barbecue and bacon and all of this other stuff. So you have to cook the best food. It is not judged through KCBS style judging at the final table. It's eat methodology, which Mike McLeod has discussed here on this show a number of times. Here's how the barbecue items are running down this week at the World Food Championships. You can keep up with all this stuff at worldfoodchampionship.com. You can get all that info there or visit their social media haunts for updates as well. Thursday at 9 a.m. through 2 p.m., you have the barbecue ancillaries. Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., you have the World Barbecue Championship. This would be the IBCA opening round. The top five will move on to the World Barbecue Championship round. Friday, from 1 to 4, you will find the Cowboy Fire Nice Women's Championship Barbecue Series. Of course, uh, oh, the name is, is it's right there on the top of my head, and I can't think of 
who won it last year. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Really? Who? Who let the dog? I'm, I'm stalling. I'm stalling. Amazing Q. Right. Oh, oh. They're going for a repeat, I guess. A one to four on Friday, Cowboy Fire Nice Women's Championship Barbecue Series. Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., World Barbecue Championship KCBS opening round. Top five move on to the Sunday, 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., World Barbecue Champion, uh, Championship top 10 round. Top five KCBS battle top five IBCA to say whose barbecue is better than yours. Awards will be on Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. So, whereas in years past, the World Food Championships has spanned an entire seven days, we have literally on this show had the winner of the overall World Food Championships on this show an hour after the whole thing was decided. Two years ago, it was uh, Lauren and... Lauren Hill from Smoking Hills was right on this show right after he won it. Then he came to Cleveland like the next day for the fabulous food show. Well, that's not being done this year, by the way. He wanted to come to Cleveland for cool stuff. Nope. So we should have uh, at least the winner of the barbecue side of things from the World Food Championships on the show next Tuesday. So check it out, worldfoodchampionship.com. If you're looking to take your barbecue to the next level with a new cooker, might I suggest a pit barrel cooker. You see, the pit barrel makes cooking simple and fun. The best part, for $299, this little package that I'm showing you a video on right now, it comes right to your door. It looks exactly like this. It's packaged very well. It has your hooks. It has your hook grabber. It's got the hanger bars. It's got a complete lineup of ancillary accessories that really complete your barbecue experience. If you're like me, you get up in the morning, you're rubbing your butts, you're rubbing your thighs. Also, you're uh, getting all your barbecue ready. (laughs) You want coffee in the morning, right? Well, why not hook up with a pit barrel coffee mug? It looks just like a little baby pit barrel. It's so cute. This thing is so easy to use. Real easy instructions on how to fire it up. Once it's done, you don't have to sit there and worry about vent adjustments or anything like that. When you get it out of the box, you make one vent adjustment at the bottom, and that is it. That's worked off of where you are elevation-wise in the country. Sea level, you know, that kind of stuff. You make one vent adjustment, and that's it. Every time you cook with it, you put it all together, you put the top down. I don't know thermodynamics and burn dynamics and... How come the stuff that is inches away from the charcoal doesn't burn? I just know that it doesn't burn. In fact, it's neighbor Desmond's favorite cooker out of the entire arsenal that I have on the back deck. Come on. You know if Desmond likes it, you are going to like it as well. And again, for $299, you can't beat it. Capacity is huge. You can do eight racks of ribs at one time in the pit barrel. Come on. Where else can you do eight racks of ribs for $300? Probably nowhere. Next week... We have Noah Glanville on the show. We're going to be talking about a brand new product called the Pit Barrel Junior. Do a little mind strain there and see if you can figure it out. I don't want to give away the bag, but I'm sure you could figure it out if you do a little internet research. Or just lay out, wait the week, 
and hear it right from the creator's mouth. The website is pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. If you have any questions, call them. They will answer your customer-related questions. Real people talking about real customer service. Uh, Stick around. We'll be right back with Sterling Ball. The only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue. A man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue Bible. Bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit CookinPellets.com and buy, if you would prefer, you can also buy your Cookin' Pellets over at uh, Amazon.com. Amazing Amazon, right? That's what I wanted to say. Cooking Pellets also has a free app which you can download. If you download that free app, it will alert you to really cool shipping deals which you want to take advantage of as well. I mean, uh, Central Lights, if I know one thing, we love deals. You will get deals if you download the app. All right, my first guest, a longtime sponsor of this show, also one of the top pitmasters on the KCBS circuit this past weekend. He locked up back-to-back California Barbecue Association Team of the Year honors Aside from that, he also puts on one of the most sought-after to-be-in competitions each year called the Smithfield King of the Smoker, and we're going to be talking about all of that over the next segment or two, so let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome back a good friend of the show and pitmaster of BigPapaSmokers.com, Sterling Ball, joining me here on the show. Sterling, how are you, buddy? Hi, Greg. I just made it by a minute. Where were you? That could been, be more important well, than I've been this. Doing, I've been doing cooking videos for the last two days. That started at five in the morning, and I just finished my last one. I think I did ten today. Ten videos? <laughs> yeah, but wow. they're you know it's a pretty good crew we have. They um, they did the pursuit of show pursuit of tone uh, television show, and uh, it's kind of fun. But we, I definitely tested myself this week with. Uh, I didn't compare ambition versus my age, but I'm doing really well. I didn't take a I didn't take a break, and I ran the hipsters with the cameras into the ground. Uh, these are uh, Smithfield videos. Well, there's some for Smithfield, some for Big Papa Smokers, and a couple other secret uh, sponsors. So it's some content for. Now, is this the, the, the brainchild of Sterling Ball type, type videos? Are you getting requests for videos? Uh, hodgepodge? What's the deal? It's kind of a little of both. I mean, look at all companies are looking for content. My company is, but even your plumber has content. So I think when I get, you know, Inc. Magazine featured the Ernie Ball content team for the second time this year, last Friday. And I think that the team that I have does pretty good work. And I think Mm -hmm. that um, it's a good opportunity for the other companies that work with Big Papa Smokers to get some content also. Uh, Sterling, before we get into King of the Smoker stuff and some other hot barbecue topics, let's quickly look back at this past You're weekend. Welcome. Yeah, uh, no, thank you, and thank you. Um, before we get into that, um, let's look at this past weekend. You lock up the California Barbecue Association's Team of the Year for the second straight year, by the way, 
So, you know, from a team perspective, I know you're a very humble guy. It's not about you and all that stuff. But let's put that aside for one second. Let's talk about winning California Barbecue Association Team of the Year two years straight. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Well, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to do it, well, first of all, you know, if you're competing, you want to, you know, anything you have a shot at, sure. you want to try and hopefully end up in a good position. But there's a couple of things. Number one, Matt Dalton from Left, left Coast, who uh, was one of my dear friends, and I know he's a friend of yours. Yep. You know, Matt and Left Coast did it last, and I, I really wanted to be in Matt's company in there. Uh, for the people outside of the state of California, I mean, we fight for respect all the time, and I think people don't understand how many good teams are in California, but if you lay California end-to-end, north-south, we actually hit Denver. So there's so many good teams that don't really get to travel that people don't know about. And then with the internet and classes, but, I mean, DG was a reserve grand. He's a fine cook. You know, you got Bernard Lowton, you got Hercules Spice, you got Rooftop, you got... You know, Smoke and Mose, and don't forget Simply Marvelous, one of the very best. I mean, and I, I missed a couple of them, Lamar Barbecue. I mean, we, we have some really good teams, but I'll tell you what's really nice. The camaraderie out here is very good right now. And I think Johnny Trigg was next to us, and Tim Shearer was across from us, and uh, Jeff Staney was next to us, and we just had a great time, the four of us. But I think Jeff knows about California Barbecue, and Tim's come out for the guinea pigs, but I, I think Tim really had fun with the teams here. And um, I sort of feel bad I beat him, but he did get two 180s. But I heard Johnny Trigg kicked your ass a little bit. Well, Johnny has anger issues. <laughs> I, heard you know? I heard he's got a gun in his boot, too. No, he, he forget <laughs> it. It's nothing like his sleeper hole. <laughs> we were reenacting something that happened in Mesquite several years ago that was pretty funny because at the time Johnny was probably 74, not 79, and he got me in a headlock and he actually lifted me off the ground, Whoa. which is sort of hard to do. Ah, but so we were reenacting it back then. I said, Johnny, what am I going to do? Break your nose or your knees? Then I'm the guy who killed the legend. Yeah, right. But uh, I'll say, Johnny, Johnny Trigg is just one of the best ambassadors, one of the funnest guys. And um, he's when I think about my time in barbecue, you know, Trigg took us under his wing early on. We were on pitmasters with him with Diva Q and Big Missa. And from that moment on, Johnny was pretty much a mentor to Big Papa Smokers. And I love Johnny Trigg. I love Trish Trigg. And it's really great getting to see him. Is he like I mean, everybody's got one of those guys or, or companies or, or whatever that just – there's always going to be that special place in your heart, no matter what they do or what happens with them. Is that Johnny Trigg and Trish Trigg for you oh, guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Johnny, the people that know Johnny out there, I mean, he's funny. He's he's firm. And uh, this may ring a bell, you know, seldom in doubt and never wrong, even when he's dead wrong. So it makes it kind of fun. And, uh, no, I just think, Look, it's great seeing Tim Shear out there. You guys get to see him and, and Terry Shear. And, uh, you know, we just had a great time. We ate a lot of food, cooked. And, uh, you know, this year for the team of the year, you know, I had to do really well or, or a couple of people had to not win. So, I mean, it was, it was really exciting for us in California because pretty much I think a couple of the categories were live. 
for the first time ever, I think the team of the year went down to the last day. Sterling, I asked Andy Allen this a handful of weeks ago as he was getting ready to roll out for the Jack and wanted to get your take on it as well. And you kind of briefly mentioned it, that the West Coast teams are kind of constantly fighting for respect when you look at it five, six, seven, eight years ago to where you are now. Have you gained some type of respect back or is there still kind of that tooth and nail mentality that you have to take in order to, uh, to get that respect back? Or have you guys won enough now that it's really not that bad? I don't, you know, I don't know about that. And, 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 you know, Andy travels. A lot of the teams don't travel. And Andy and, and the teams, they're great guys, great cooks, and they're traveling and winning now. And there's nothing that uh, silences a critic like a win. And, and I don't think we're underappreciated. Listen, the truth is, all of America's cooking good competition barbecue. And uh, I know certain guys think that certain areas have different profiles. I don't really see that. The, the great teams can go anywhere and do really well. Um, I just like to say that, that, you know, whether we think we got respect or not, I think when we won the Royal, that might have helped a little bit. But I'll also say, you know, I'm not saying whether we got whether we don't get respect, I'm just saying that the people out there, hey, come out and cook in California. It's a really fun place to cook. We've got some great comps, and the competition isn't really that easy. It's pretty good competition. I think from a popularity standpoint, and by popularity I mean attended by teams, you guys have some of the higher attended events like a Dana Point, like a Santa Anita, just to name a few. Well, Santa Point's gone, just to name a few. Um, you know, we have but when it was there. One, I mean, <laughs> well, when it was there, I liked Dana Point. We, we had good times there. I mean, we had Newport Beach, we had Huntington Beach. We're not immune to what's happening all over the country, and that is, since competition barbecue isn't the greatest community event, mm. um, charities and stuff that run competition barbe- barbecue competitions to raise money for the charity really aren't doing that well. So, and then the professional promoter is pretty much gone. I mean, at, at NDO this weekend, uh, the promoter that promoted Newport Beach and Costa Mesa both, two big contests, he uh, came over and apologized, but he said, I can't do it anymore. I'm, wow. So I'm going to cancel both those contests this year. <laughs> so we lost two contests this week. But when we do have contests, we're well attended. Um, and I think we had actually at the Jack, I think, um, our state had the most teams represented there. And I thought that was pretty pretty good. Sterling, it's a little depressing, and as you said, you guys aren't immune to what's happening across the country, is to see, uh, certainly you can quickly look at, if we're just singling KCBS here for a second, I think they would sit here and tell you, hey, we're growing Um but you have to make sure that you're looking at all things. For instance, they're probably slotting in all the international competitions, and you can see maybe a wash or maybe a little bit of growth. But within the states here, you're seeing a lot of contrition. Is there something that needs to be done in order to keep these events continuing to, A, stay alive, but B, more importantly, from business to business guy here, you always want more stuff coming in to, to generate more new competitions, no matter where they are in the country? Well, I, you know, I see a lot of trailers for sale now. I see a lot of things there. And you know, I don't want to pick on KCBS. Um, you know, they have the new judging uh, seating, which 
you know, I, I really respect the guy who wrote it, and I respect that they're trying to, to fix barbecue uh, and, and address judging. I think they did it kind of in a wrong way, and I wish they didn't do it at the end of the season when a lot of races are alive. You know, regional races in barbecue. In California, our California barbecue deal is a big deal. Okay, it means nothing to anybody else, but we hit Orange County with a new judging program. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't imagine Wimbledon changing umps or refs <laughs> in the second weekend. Or, yeah. you know, I wish they'd keep the rules until the end of the season. Sure. But again, I'm glad they did something. Um, I don't know that what they're doing is smart. I think they're getting tables to match up. But the problem is, is that not all the talent matches up on the table. So if you have a table that has five really good cooks, and its scoring average is the same under this new balanced judging seating, and you have five weak cooks and they're within a point of each other, then I don't think that's really fixed the judging problem. I think what it's done is just brought parity in there. So what needs to be done? Like, what's a good fix? You know what? I've written papers on it. I Personally, I think there's a couple things, and we're going to get into this with the king of the smoker selection. Um if you just, I, I, one of the things, we get so much trouble, and I get so many hate mails and Facebook messages um, because everybody thinks they should have been invited. And and I miss people. I only have 15 spots yeah. to give to KCBS Cook. But if I just do it based on team of the year, team of the year, you only keep 10 of your scores. It doesn't count the strength of field you cook. You could have gone around and not cooked a team, a contest that was close to your house that had four of the top ten and driven three states away. Um, you could have been somebody who never cooks against competition. And I sort of think you've got to be judged by who you cook against. I think another thing is you never have to give any points up under KCBS. And that's why, uh, you know, for a cook that's cooking 10 or 15 times a table of death is crippling. For a guy who's cooking 40 contests, it's not so crippling mm-hmm. because they're going to get to throw away 120 boxes anyway. So I like to look at how many times you're in the top 10 because I think really good cooks are in the top 10 all the time. Travis certainly is. I mean, there's not a format I think you could uh, create that wouldn't have Travis Clark having one of the greatest, one of the greatest seasons of all time. Sterling, if I could uh, back up just but, for a second. By the way, I agree with what you just said there as far as Travis having perhaps one of the best, co- maybe the best, single best competition season we've seen since the history of competition barbecue. But from a, from a judging... You know, and he's got, hold on, he, he's got that big ginger head and it just got bigger. <laughs> he, won't, he won't fit in the trailer. <laughs> That's why he got a new trailer, so he could fit his head in it. From Did a, Travis get a new trailer? Yeah, didn't... I thought I heard that he was getting a new trailer, or was he just putting one up for sale? Uh, I'll talk. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to buy bigger pillows if you <laughs> From from a judging standpoint, let me offer this as a potential fix, just to get your take on. It. What about something along the lines of an IBCA, where it is more of a let's call it a people's choice? So you're taking out. This uh, certified barbecue judging style, and you know how does that really happen, and what team is being brought in to show you what's good, bad, and average barbecue? Where you just get X amount of people in the tent, however many you need to make it 
judge worthy for the amount of teams that you have, and then whatever tastes good to people is what's going to rule the day. Doesn't that make a little bit more sense? And would that work? Well, I don't. First of all, I don't know. I've never cooked an IBCA contest. I uh, I focus. I can only cook so many times a year, so I cook KCBS. Um, I don't know that, but I don't know that you just throw all the judging out. But I, I think you can empower the table captains. Um, I think. I mean, I think you can empower the reps. I think um, the reps know who's strong and who's weak, and also understand. I'm as much concerned with the angel table as I am the table of death. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think recurring training, I think getting everybody uh, judging from the same standards and the same basis is good. And I think there's nothing wrong with re- uh, enforcing recurring education and recurring training. But what, um, like, what does that look like? I don't, everybody's not in the same portion of town to get everybody at the American Legion to do recurring training. So, what does that look like to you? Well, that would be like saying, what's your radio shook like, look like? What's it's called the internet, baby. Uh, yeah, but it's I different. Mean, you, can for, I mean, training. you can get on the internet and do a barbecue show, Sterling. But, I mean, uh, recurring training for a judge to me means putting stuff in your mouth. Yeah, maybe. Um, that's part of it, yes. Uh, you can do it. Look, I'm not, first of all, I don't really, I mean, I think... Here, here's, here's my take on KTBS, and I think this is KTBS judging because I think this is really, really important. Yeah, and it, it, it okay? is a topic, if we're being fair, it is a topic that is continually coming up. So I agree with you. Go ahead. Okay, so let me tell you what I think about KTBS judging. I think in the big picture, they're usually right. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to admit it. But if you go <laughs> micro and start taking it table, table by table, there are egregious errors, both on um, plus and minus. But I like to tell everybody, they've you know over a ten judge sample, ten comps sample. You, the judges are usually pretty right, I think. And look, I'm not saying that to placate judging, but I'm saying you know everybody blames their brisket or they blame their rubs or they blame the judging. And you know I think that you can do a lot to help judging, but I do think big picture. They get it right. The, the good teams win an awful lot. Okay? And the good teams win when they get a table of death and don't hit the angel team. So, I mean, I look at judging. I love, like, barbecue data. I think that's a wonderful site. And uh, I use that to improve our ribs. Because I looked at, I looked at it from a big picture thing. Took my ego out of it. So, you know, why, where am I coming up short in the ribs? And over 10 contests, there are the tea leaves for you. They're there. So, I mean, I, I just, I really believe that. I mean, I think there's a lot of room for improvement. I think they should improve it. I don't think they should mask it. But I think at the end of the year, well, I can tell you, I won 10 GCs last year in 25 contests. Mm-hmm. I have six this year. And I can tell you that there's three tables that kept me from nine. Or I believe that. And I can kind of, prove that it's a point and a half from three gcs two points um after and i could by the way i couldn't get 25 cooks in mm-hmm. i'm stuck at 24 and i didn't get in vegas so i'm done at 24 i like to cook 25 contests but um i don't know i you know it's and people are saying oh boy you're slumping so bad you know i <laughs> i think she's 
DCs are, I think DCs are really hard, okay? And I don't take them for granted or lightly. Um, so, you know, it's funny. Uh, one team came up to me because we came in 11th in Reno, and, and he said to San Anita, he goes, well, I hope you guys get out of your slump. Well, we hadn't been out of the top 10, I think, over two years, so that was a slump other than the Royal and Jack. So, so I don't think we're in a slump, but, you know, they're kind of looking at me like I'm vulnerable. Look, here's the other thing. Like I said, there's, there's great cooks wherever you go, and that's oh. what makes it fun, and there's yeah. great people. There's great food. It's a great hobby. But if you don't figure out that you're not going to be able to reduce the cost of competing, you better figure out how to spread the money around and make it to where it's less costly for people, the average person, to do this. And, you know, I am a representative of Smithfield. I'm biased. I was part of the creation of the grant, <laughs> along with other people. I think the Smithfield grant is one of the greatest things that barbecue, sure. and you still see here. Here's, here's, here's a company that's putting um, over $5,000 in over 50 contests this year and committing to do more. And all they, they're asking this year is to, is to make sure you pay 10 deep and uh, encourage you to have a good charity and encourage you to have kids Right, And they took but, out the uh, the guaranteed spots that they, they were going to need for like two or three. They even took that out. Right. Well, you know what? It was the first year. And, you know, here's the deal. If you don't like it, don't enter them. Right. But I know a lot of people, you know, first of all, I think most people really like it, really appreciate it. I don't want to overweigh the social media of people who are very vocal, okay, in a negative way. But, I mean, how can you complain about a company that comes here instead of paying an ad agency, puts it in prize pools around the country? I mean, <laughs> I think I think that I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, actually, it's one of the things I think there's more organizations that could probably contribute financially on a team level, on a contest level, on a ground level. Sterling, can I hold you over for one more segment? We talk about King of the Smoker. Sure. All right, stand by. I uh, that room, have I? Uh, say what? You're what? You there? I haven't filled the chat room, have I? No. What are you kidding? Stand by. Hold on. We're coming back with Sterling Ball, Big Pop Smoke. I want to talk to you quickly about the Chops Power Injector System. Uh, now the three-time Barbecue Tool of the Year as it relates to the National Barbecue and Grilling Association. From backyard cooks just like me to caterers, restaurant chefs, competition pit masters. There's three different ones to choose from. You have the half-gallon Chops Power Injector System. This one's super easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it. Away you go if you have just one brisket or pork shoulder to do. You don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It uses it all. It comes with a whole bunch of really cool stuff. It's 100 bucks. You pay shipping on top of that. Then you have the bigger brother, the one gallon. This is for people that are in those big competitions like, let's say, Memphis in May, if you're trying to inject a whole hog, or maybe you're doing 10 shoulders, so you can get that perfect one. It comes with the same stuff as the half gallon. It's 120 bucks. plus you pay the shipping on top of that. Then, of course, you have the CHOPS full power injector system. It's the commercial and competition Big Daddy, not a holding tank this time. No, no. A three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube usurps the tank, and you can put it in any size container you want, from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum. It was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City, and he has said time and time again that with the CHOPS full power injector system, his briskets are better than ever. 
This one comes with a whole bunch of cool stuff. It's 325 bucks plus shipping. A number of the top pitmasters in the country and world use this deal. We live in a foodie world that requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it and do it fast. And it's not just for meat. How about alcohol-infused watermelon? If that's your deal, go ahead and have at it. Every injector hand-assembled right there in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. They got a whole bunch of extra accessories if you want them. Hit the website, Barbecue Kansas City, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, barbecuekansascity.com, and pick up the CHOPS power injector system. You're going to wonder how you ever injected with one single needle. That was my first question. I was like, I did this with one needle this many times before? Don't do it. Get the CHOPS. Save the time. Be efficient. BarbecueKansasCity.com. We're back with Sterling Ball right after this. Stick around. I'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Right, I mentioned it in the first hour. The 2018 grant program officially closed for applications. Well over 250 applications were taken while this application process was happening. Huge response. More to come on that as it's released to me. The 2018 Committed Cooks program will be ready to jump off with info here in the next few weeks. So keep checking the website, smokinwithsmithfield.com. That's smokinwithsmithfield.com for the Committed Cooks program. Very fun. All right, Sterling Ball is my guest from Big Papa Smokers. Uh, Sterling, of course, uh, we were alluding a little bit to the King of the Smoker last segment, and uh, this is the sixth year, correct? Yes. After the first year, everybody said that was there that it was the best competition ever, and I don't know if it has dropped off in complimentary popularity ever since. So from the first year when Chris Lilly won it. Wait a minute. Yes? Yes. Go ahead. No, I I hope they still like it. I mean, (laughs) the team and crew at Big Papa Smokers works really, really hard, and now we've got Smithfield as our title sponsor, and and, uh, Emily, Deidre, and Taylor, and all that, they really work hard, too. I mean, it, it's supposed to be a positive. Well, the good news is it does appear that uh, the people that cook it think it's a positive. Plus, you've made it a crowd event, family-friendly demos like a teaching. It's not go hide and seek. Well, the demos are awesome. And no, look, at, nobody's ever said no to me on the demos, okay? And by the way, you know, you get a 10 by 10 with no sides. You get the same size tables, everybody, and they're jammed in close. And uh, you can ask for two sides. And I'll give them to them, but I'll call you a derogatory word as I give them to you. Flame them I'll on the them. Internet. Well, I've got to be careful here. But there, there are a couple <laughs> people who have asked, and I ridicule them. <laughs> but anyway, you know, we've got a really good field, I think. We have the winner of the American Royal Invitational. Right. We have the winner of the America Rail Open, Blaine and Rainey, last year's team of the year. We have uh, Rocky Top Barbecue, the winner of the Jack and the yep. runner-up at Sam's. Yep, just on. And by the way, the, the really interesting thing was that it really came down to several teams, and some of those teams knew it, and it came down to really how they did it to Jack. 
and an additional pressure that I didn't really want to put on him. But what happened is Rocky Top shot up, but one two barbecue at the same time. You know, I think 18th in the country. Steve Aiden though can cook. And, you know, that team's a great team, and his batting average is super high. Mm-hmm. He cooks where he can, and um, he was just really a pretty easy selection. You know, by the way, I do have a committee that I work with. Uh, is one thing committee. The committees ask one thing to serve on the invitation committee. Okay. And only one thing. And that's that I don't disclose who they are. Oh, I was just going to say, is it a secret society like uh, the Barbecue Hall of Fame or what? Well, yeah, it is. Um, but, you know, I think, oh, great, you want me to uh, me to take all this as well as your party. Anyway, but we spend a lot of time. So let me break it down because everybody thinks it's the KCBS team of the year. Right. And now, I think the KCBS team, it's the first thing we start from is the KCBS team of the year list. And it's the least weighted when we finish. All right. Okay. There's majors. There's batting average. That means taking your GCs and RGCs and dividing it in the number of cars. There's no percentage in the top ten. There's um, strength of field. Are you cooking? Are you cooking against good people? And but if you're really not cooking a real tough schedule and you're still appearing very high in KCBS, but you haven't been, you've been out of the top 10, 10 or 15 times, that's probably going to hurt you too. But I also want to make a big picture. Barbecue is bigger than KCBS. And, and I say that not ripping on KCBS. I think they take the brunt of all of barbecue sometimes and, and barbecue is much bigger than them. I mean, and we were guilty of not giving IBCA enough credit. And this year we've got, um, We've got Real Valley Meat with Fred Rogers, Fred, yeah. the IBCA team of the year, and I think he tied for the year before. We have J.D. Yep. Henley with Buckshot, and we have those, uh, you know, Danny and Corey Wanks that cook both KCBS and IBCA. Um, there's FBA, Rug Bagby. Rug Bagby got invited for winning FBA. Uh, but you got to realize that it starts with Johnny Triggs always going to be invited. And believe it or not, sometimes people question that to me. They say, Johnny paved the way for what we're doing. And by the way, when we when we announce on Facebook and kind of dribble out the announcements, I mean, in three days, Johnny Triggett had 11,000 views. And I don't want to take away anything more, but he, his, his invitations had an awful lot of views. I, and when the contest's over and the crowd's there, you know, Johnny's got a very, very huge crowd. And yeah. Um, I think most people believe that Johnny belongs there. That is, if you believe that I should have a contest that isn't just the KCBS Top 25. <laughs> right. So, so anyway, you've got a situation where you've got Johnny, you've got Myron Mixon. I mean, if Myron Mixon says yes to you, you invite him. Myron Mixon, was, when I invite him, I send him a text. I usually hear back from him in like five minutes. Yes. Can't wait. Okay. Tuffy Stone. I mean, I don't think you get a classier, nicer uh, cook with a higher integrity than Tuffy Stone. And, sure. You know, went to Jack three times and what he did from Pitmasters. Then you get Big Bob Gibson. Well, that's the winner of Memphis in May. Yeah. 
And uh, I love it the first year. The experts said, oh, well, Chris Willie's not really a KTBS cook. Well, he managed <laughs> to win. Yeah. Chris Willie and all those guys are really good teams. You know, I think what, so was, have, what was really interesting, I don't want to interrupt you here, Sterling, but I, I do want to point out that Chris Lilly again. Again, Chris Lilly won King of the Smoker the first year. And then earlier, right. like maybe a month earlier than that, he won that uh Ozerski's Bare Knuckles barbecue competition which was kind of uh, akin to a King of the Smoker to a certain degree. None of the extra stuff, it was all, you know, the same meat and all that. So Chris Lilly, I mean, if you know him, you know the guy can cook. But he has shown in different varieties that he's just as good a cook as he is a pork shoulder cook, as he is a KCBS cook, as he is somebody else cook. You know, one of the problems is that most of these people, and, you know, look, everybody's busy, but it it takes a lot for me to cook 25 times on the circuit. And I still have business and <laughs> Also, in my spare time, I made a record this last year, and I actually got signed to Mascot, which is an international record label. So, I mean, it, it's everything I can do to get the 25 in, but but I love it so much. But there's no way Chris can. There's no way Coffee can. Right. I mean, it just gets too hard for them. I think it's great what Johnny does. But, you know, we have Iowa Smokey D's, and I think I think Darren's one of the greatest guys ever. Ever light charcoal? Yep. Ever fire up a jambo? I think Darren and Sherry are just incredible. You know, you got Travis, you got Shake and Bake, you got American Dream. The Qualls are great, great couple. You know, RGC at the Jack, Get, getting basted. Brad, I mean, leading the drum. He and Tim are leading the whole drum revolution. Yep. Um, like I said, Porky Bust. You got Lucky Q, Justin. I mean, I believe that Justin is probably as good a cook as anybody. In the country, mm-hmm. smoke me silly down south. Those guys are, are animals, and they wear orange clothes. But you got sauce, lot, lot of good, great, great record. Um, you got Gray Street had another good year, followed it up. I'm really excited to uh, invite Shigan and Grinnin. And you know what? I want you to know, I did get the Shigan and Grinnin breakfast at the Jack. Yeah, uh, well worth it. So, oh yeah. I mean, I don't want to say they're a lock for the rest of their life, but I like that. <laughs> old, ben, old Virginia Smoke. I mean, mm-hmm. Bat Boys, Buckshot, Rio Valley. Uh, we have Smithfield House. Uh, uh, they have the ability to pick one team. And what they did is they used their pick to promote the Smithfield Classic in Virginia, and uh, David Favon won that, and that was awesome. You got Dirt Road Barbecue, just had – couple of great years. Wolf Revenge, one, two, Rocky Top. In fact, we met with the committee, and we really came down to one, two, and Rocky Top, and one of the guys said, I think you should invite them both. Well, it's easy for you to say, but <laughs> that's what we did. We invited them both. And what we do try and think like these. But anyway, I asked if the teams that um, – that feel jilted. We don't do this to jilt somebody. It costs me a lot of money and costs uh, the team at Big Papa Smokers. They they work their tail off for months and then they pretty much don't sleep during it. We're not trying to hurt anybody, offend anybody, but everybody's list of 24 or 25 teams would be different. And usually it would include them going, right? 
Excuse me, what? I said, and usually it would include oh. them going if they're not on the list. Oh, absolutely. Well, look at <laughs> I made mistakes in the years past. I probably made a mistake this year or two, but it's not for lack of trying. I mean, I'm really trying to not just look at marathoners. I'm trying to look at right. people who are really consistent and really good. I'm trying, and let me see you the last one, which is the most important thing. Yeah, and that's chemistry. Okay. You, you go to the King of Smokers and why everybody likes it, because they all get along. That, you know, I don't care if you're Myron Mixon, Puppy, or Darren, they check their ego at the door. Travis, Johnny, it's, they're, I mean, everybody behaves. I've never had a problem with the King of Smokers. And chemistry is really important. This is December 1st and December 2nd this year, correct? Yes, at the Western Mission Hills in Rancho Mirage, California. From a public's standpoint, is there some place that people can go to, to get these tickets? Is that not announced yet? Where do we sit with, if you want to be an attending yeah, person? You can, you can go to the King of the Smokers website, uh, and it, it directs you how to get it. You know, I also want to really thank Steph Franklin and Simply Marvelous. Steph is uh, in charge of the food, feeding the people. And, uh, Scott Rodriguez from BJ's and Big Ed and a lot of California teams really do a great job of doing the vending because I want great barbecue at that event. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be bad barbecue. And Steph and those guys just work hard. And, you know, Scott Rodriguez at BJ's, and he's also in Tootin' he's Stinky of Tootin' Stinky. I mean, he's a VIP. BJ's is my biggest, second biggest sponsor to, uh, to Smithfield, and he comes. And he works and he cooks, helps cook the first night's banquet. So, I mean, this is a lot of California's volunteers. Sterling, I don't want to ask you to prognosticate, but do you see this contest continuing on for, let's say, another five or ten years or longer? Or do you see more of a limited lifespan on King of the Smoke? Oh, I think, you know what? As long as I think it's value added to barbecue, as long as it's fun, as long as people treat uh, my team right, I see no reason why it couldn't continue and maybe even grow into into something bigger. I mean, it would, it would be really nice if there was a way where it could grow into something that wouldn't necessarily have a selection committee, but maybe encompass all of barbecue. Something that might follow along the lines of a Sam's Club-esque uh, situation, local events, regional events, culminating to the one in California, perhaps? No. No? No. no. You I- you idiot. No. <laughs> what? No, <but> there, <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to I me. Said, I, I, I said you idiot. Just kidding, Greg. Uh, no, uh, no, I think there's other ways of of having a big season-ending contest like maybe some other major sports. But I don't know that it would, I don't think it would be along the lines of Sam's Club. Listen, I hope and pray we have Sam's Club this year. Do you know something I don't? Well, it hasn't been announced yet. Well, on this show, I had one Mike McLeod say that in 2018, Sam's Club was going, well, the National Pro Barbecue Tour presented by Sam's Club. It was going to be back for 2018, but it did seem that in years after that, there was going to be some type of uh, uncertainty, we should say. Well, I don't know. 
So you have one Mike McLeod you couldn't get two? Well, I, he's the only one I know. I know. I was just how you entered. Well, Mike knows. I mean, it's his creation. Yeah, he he I told mean, me on the show it, that it, it, it was coming back for 2018. Perfect. Listen, I love that. Um, look, I want I want more things happening in barbecue. I want more things happening where money hits the teams. I want that whether it's through sanctioning bodies or big companies. And I think that we all have to do things to to make it so where you've got a fighting chance of of recouping some money. Look, everybody talks about the guinea pigs, and it's funny. They gave me nothing but trouble, and now many people want them. They're Uh too hard to do. So we we do one in Virginia, and we do one in California. The one in California is always going to happen as long as I'm uh, kicking because it's the Matt Dalton. And I don't, I don't think it's – I wanted to do something. I took that contest, and I was kind of losing interest in it. And when Matt passed away, it gave me a reason to continue there. And as long as I'm around, in February, you're going to be able to go to the Matt Dalton Invitational, which is a guinea pig-style cook-off. Sterling, between now and King of the Smoker, will you be competing again, or are you done after this past weekend? I, there's, there's no contest. I would love to. I mean, like I said, I didn't get in Vegas, and I sort of have bad feelings about that, but it's, I guess just like guys who didn't get King of the Smokers have bad feelings. Well, you, but, you said you had never cooked an IBCA. I'm sure there's got to be more than a handful of IBCA events that are going to be taking place over the next month. Yeah, but where? I mean, Probably Texas. Okay. That's, I mean, how far is Texas from you? I don't know. I think 15 or 15 or 16 days away. Yeah, listen, it's like the Jack. I think you wanted to talk about the Jack, too, just to remind you. I mean, James drove 36 hours each way. I mean... We're, we're, we have DOT on our truck because of the logos. Oh. So for one contest, he drove drove 36 hours each yeah. way. Yeah. That's 10-hour shifts, I think, uh, max, right? E- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it, that's eight days, nine days to go to the jack when you're DOT. Um, I know you know that because you're in the truck business. But, yeah. You know, that's the other thing is that there was another team that going through the border got hit by the DOT because they had a logo on it. And uh, it's like, okay, really, we're going to harass barbecuers now? James got pulled over again because he had the DOT sticker, and it said DOT in our number. It didn't have a period after the D, after the O, and after the T. So we got a ticket for that, too. Wow. DOT's got to make our money. I mean, it's not – well, but it's – listen, it's hard for us to go there. I mean, I'd like to be able to do it. I think you were asking me uh, earlier about – Teams trying to make a living in barbecue. Um, and I really don't know anybody who really is trying. I mean, that high a percentage. I mean, there's a lot of people that open restaurants, but I don't know anybody that's uh, competing and trying to make a living competing anymore. That uh, that business model has been proven to be not necessarily attainable. Well, it, it, I think it's really hard. First of all, look, the old old timers and geez, I guess I'm almost an old timer. I'm I'm old, but I I think I've been cooking seven or eight years. I don't even know. 
And, you know, I know I get these Facebook flashbacks. I said, geez, I thought I just started. Um, <laughs> because I can't find my keys either. Um, but uh, I think I think barbecue's harder now. I, I just believe that there's so much information in there. There's so many classes and there's so many talented cooks out there. I mean, that's why I don't think, uh, I, I think it's hard. I mean, barbecue's really hard. Sterling Ball is the pit that's master. We, that's, what, that's, what, yep. that's why we practice so much. I, I think that depends on who you talk to. I know a what lot of mean? guys, I know a lot of guys that don't practice. Or they're very quiet about oh, yeah. it, but they say they don't practice. All right, I know you're trying to get rid of me, but let me tell you, it's like I deal with every guitar player in the world. And there are certain people who can put the guitar away for like eight weeks yeah. and then go up and play the most complicated piece and not miss a lick. And then there's other people that are tremendous virtuosos like John Petrucci at Dream Theater that practices three hours a day. I think I don't think you have to practice. I think I have to practice. I think that's what I think I have to do. Yeah, I also think I can't shave the week of a contest, you know, so I've got a lot of superstition, but I believe I have to practice. Sterling Ball is the pit master of Big Papa Smokers. He has an incredible online shop where you can pretty much get anything you need, right? Sterling cookers, rub sauces. You own Granny's Barbecue yeah. Sauce, right? That's changing the way people think about sauce right now. It's a great sauce. Oh, no, I think, I think Granny's a really good sauce, but there's, yeah. there's tons of great sauces yeah. out there. So you can go to the website. I, I, use, I use Granny's. I use Tim's, too. You use it as a, like a base sauce, or you uh, mix it around, or you just use it by itself? Very secret mix of blue hog and grannies on my pork. Aha, there's ratios involved, I believe. Yeah, yeah, we like ratios. Yeah, just like the uh, West Coast, the secret West Coast offense ratios that are only held for top men and women in the industry. No, I answer so many questions on the internet <laughs> and on Facebook. It, it's the old, you buy a bottle for $11 and you get a lesson. It's perfect. Uh, December first. Funny on the coast. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, Sorry, you, no, you go ahead. Well, customer service line. Uh, they love to tell stories about people going. So, uh, is this what Big Papa does? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think they're the hardest people to get a secret out of. I, I'm probably the easiest one. But I think uh, uh, the, the girls on the customer service line are tight lipped. Well, they're protecting. Uh, they're protecting you. Yeah. Or so they think. They're awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, Dece- they are. They're just awesome. December first. Yeah, yeah. December first and second is King of the Smoker. You've released the list. If you didn't get on it this year, hopefully you've gleaned some uh chunks of information that will put you in a better spot next year. So you can uh head out to California and take part uh in this great event. Again, it's first and the second. Go to kingofthesmoker.com if you want to be an attendant this year so you can kind of check out everything, see the demos. And in the meantime, if you have any questions about uh, ratios and sauces and rubs, just call Sterling Ball, and he'll answer all the questions, right? Yeah, sure. I'll give you my cell phone. (laughs) Well, hold on a second. Let's not do that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's it's 216. (laughs) Hold on. 
Wait a second. That's my number. Wait a second. We want to give people the tools to be a better barbecue cook. That's what we're talking about. Uh, Sterling, as always, my friend, I appreciate the uh, sponsorship of the show, uh, your friendship, and your candor when it comes to uh, competition barbecue and barbecue in general. Thank you, Greg. You do a great job. Thank you, sir. There he is, Sterling Ball, big Papa Smokers, and King of the Smokers is coming All up. Guests right? on the Barbecue Absolutely. Central show appear via the Smithfield Hotline. Very excited Yummy. to have the King of the Smoker coming up here in less than a month. Everybody's jazzed up, ready for it to take place. See who's going to be taking top crown. Remember, as we uh, kind of talk about, as we lead up to it, we didn't mention it this time, but usually it's not the list of who's going to win. It's the race to who's not going to finish last. And somebody's in, somebody in that whole dynamic list of cooks has to finish last. It's just the way the numbers will fall. Hey, folks, grilling season is still open for business. I mean, it's going to be a high of 32 degrees here on Friday as we head into week 12 of high school football. And the uh, Galeotto family and Wycliffe High School still in the mix, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we know that Butcher's Barbecue carries a great selection of products, and their grilling portfolio of items continues to expand as well. I talk about the grilling oils every week because I love these products. I really believe they're going to change the way you cook. If you need a buttery kick or you need a chipotle kick or steakhouse kick, they have all of those flavors. Here's how I use them. They're not aggressive or heavy-handed in flavor. So you can build layers of flavor as you flip. Flip it over, hit it with grilling oil, then flip again, hit it with a little grilling oil. You're not going to over-season, so don't worry about that. And since these are shelf-stable products, it's never out of sight, out of mind. That's like the worst thing with a great new product. You open it up, you can use it, but then it's got those words uh, tinily written on the label that says refrigerate after opening. So what happens? You put it on the shelf and you forget about it, or you put it right up in the front. But over the course of the week, it marches back and back and back to the back of the refrigerator. And now you've forgotten about it. And then three months later, when you see it, because you're throwing out everything else that's gone bad, you're like, oh! Totally forgot about it. You don't have to do that with grilling oil. It's shelf-stable. It stays right out, right there in front of your eyes, so it's never on a sight, out of mind. Lastly, dealers wanted, folks, if you own a barbecue and grilling supply store and you don't carry the Butcher Barbecue lineup, what are you waiting for? Hit up ButcherBBQ.com. Request information on how to become a dealer for them today. Not only will Dave thank you, but your customers will reap the rewards of getting these fine products in their hands to try for themselves. The products extensively tested both in the backyard and on the competition trail, so you know they're going to deliver the goods when you need to the most. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Check out all the products. You'll be happy that you did. Butcher's Barbecue always trust your butcher. We're back to wrap right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. Quickly wrapping up the show. Thanks again, Sterling Ball, for holding it down for two whole segments. Not easy to do, but thank you very much. 
And we covered a variety of topics. So if you're just tuning in, never fear. In about 50 minutes from now, the podcast will be up. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes and all the other podcast directories. So never fear. If you're tuning in live, you can always subscribe and get what you missed at your convenience. Absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and beat it on out of here. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Bruce Bjorkman from Mac Grills. Learned about all the new stuff that's going on with Mac Grills. So why you should consider one if you're in the market for a new pellet cooker. Starting in at $1,700 and up from there, the built-in for the outdoor kitchens around that $6,500 range. Then we also talked in the 935 segment with Walt Bolton from Rocky Top Barbecue. Winner of the Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off. He'll also be going to King of the Smoker in a couple weeks' time, trying his hand there. And in the second hour, we talked with Sterling Ball for Big Papa Smokers. BigPapaSmokers.com, his website, King of the Smokers. If you want to check out the latest and greatest updates, don't forget all week World Food Championships taking place. So hit up WorldFoodChampionships.com or follow me on social media. I will be giving out results especially in the barbecue areas as they happen or as i get that info so hit me up on facebook slash bbq central show or follow me on the twitter or the instagram both at bbq central show and we'll get you those updates big show planned for next week already looking forward to that september 11th 2001 i will never forget until next tuesday at 9 p.m eastern standard time this is your program host and proud u.s american greg Reppy. good night now